Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jones. Barron. He's got it. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Now look back at the first day's play from Chennai in the first test between India and England. And what an amazing day for for England. It couldn't have gone any better, well I suppose, except for the fact that Dom Sibley was LBW to the last ball of the day. But to finish the day's play on 263 for three is beyond Joe Root's wildest dreams, uh, added to the fact that of course he made 100 on his 100th test appearance, three hundreds in a row in the subcontinent now for Joe Root, who looks as if he can't do anything wrong. And, uh, I mean, Simon, uh, an amazing day for England, really. Well, it's just a repeat of the previous podcast we've done during this uh, subcontinental tour by England. It was another Root masterclass, another superb innings. He looked untroubled pretty much throughout. He he wasn't that far away from running himself out early on, which actually is in keeping with what happened in Sri Lanka where he was run out twice. And he's helped England to a, a really strong position after the first day. We, uh, just a note of caution. The last time England played in Chennai, they made 477 in their first innings. India responded with 759 for seven declared. So there's a note of caution there. But here's a stat for you. Only one team who has been three down after the first day of a test match in India has gone on to lose the game. And that was Australia in a test match in Chennai. But So it just shows England in a very strong position. Actually, it could have been even better, that stat, because no team has lost from two down after the first day. But that was rather spoilt by that uh, Jasper Bumrah delivery in the final over, which pinned Dom Sibley, who... Did he deserve 100? Well, he batted really well, stoically all day. And he would have been, you know, of course, he would have been desperately disappointed to be dismissed right at the end of the day's play. Yeah, 286 balls he resisted, uh, evoking the spirit of Chris Tavare, I, I thought, actually. 
uh, who uh, was the, the well-known, I mean, blocker is perhaps a, a rather simplistic term for, for what Chris Tavare used to do for England, uh, batting at number three, that was, in the famous Ashes series of past years. But Sibley, uh, you, you couldn't, uh, you know, if you looked at how he batted in Sri Lanka in those first three innings of that series, you couldn't imagine how he was going to get 87 in a day's play in Chennai. So uh, a tremendous foil to, to Joe Root. Fair play to you, though, Yoz. I mean, you said you thought the conditions would be more orthodox in, in Chennai, you know, more like the test match conditions he's used to playing, you know, against a, a, two opening bowlers, you know, with a bit of pace. And then you thought the spinners wouldn't be quite so threatening. And, you know, in, in a way, it was a bit more straightforward than facing Emil Denyer, wasn't it? Definitely. And I think that that, in a way, says a lot about Emil Denyer, you know, how good a bowler he is. Sri Lanka have unearthed someone there. I think it was always going to be easier without India having Jadeja, who has such a tremendous record. He's so difficult to read. He can exploit a a flat pitch and a turning pitch, and he's just asking questions all the time. Ashwin was always going to be a little bit easier for Sibley with the way that he plays. Uh, So I felt that the the lack of a really top-class left-arm spinner for India was always going to be a slight handicap. Plus... The fact that you do get more conventional conditions in India, well, certainly on this tour and the previous tour, they made the mistake in in the long, in the more medium past of creating too much turn in the pitches early on, which just brought the England spinners into the game as well. So, in a way, you know, India have, have produced a more typical. Indian type pitch where it's flat for two or three days and you've got to make hay while that pitch is flat so England have done absolutely the right thing obviously also the difference with Sri Lanka was you're facing seam bowlers at the start which is more conventional which is more what Sibley is expecting whereas in Sri Lanka there was a left arm spinner operating with the new ball with men round the bat with the wicketkeeper up to the stumps it's so unorthodox and, and so difficult to kind of handle that when you're not used to it but he was more in more expected uh, surrounding circumstances this time but the the improvement in his game allowed him to to get over those difficult first 20 or 30 balls against the spinners and I think having Root at the other end also for the majority of that innings plus his experience of batting with Root in Sri Lanka as well must have you know just kind of emboldened him and and reassured him really you 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 cannot underestimate the impact that Root has had on this batting group yeah, leading by example. We we came up with a, a couple of a new nicknames for Dominic Sibley today on the, the Cricket Social on, on the BBC. One was the Rock of Sibraltar. And the other one was the other one was the Hoover Dom, you know, just holding everything back. And, and uh, Henry Moran, who's a very, you know, you'll, you'll know Henry, clever colleagues, imaginative. He put Dom Sibley's face on the sort of wall of the Hoover Dam. Um, it's, it's there on Twitter if, if you want to see it. Anyway, and it was like that today. He was he was holding India back and, and resisting. You know, a bit, in a way, a bit like a Pajara inning. It's not quite in the same, you know, sort of technical uh, setup as, as Pajara, but that sort of mentality. And you know, clearly that is the sort of thing that works on subcontinental pitches. Well, you could argue that it works on all pitches, doesn't it? If you wear the bowlers down, you eventually get your rewards. And England were 140 for two at T, and they scored, what was it, 123 runs in 33 overs in the in the post-T session. You know, the runs started to come, and that's what happens when you get, a, a, well, A, two players who are in, and B, a bowling side that is, is a bit tired. Well, what about India's 
the makeup of India's attack. They had a problem, didn't they, right at the start with uh, Akshay Patel, who was going to play, their, their slow left armour, and they brought in Shabazz Nadim, who was in the backup squad. He wasn't in the original squad, you know, because Akshay Patel had a, a knee injury, so he had to pull out at the last minute. So they went with Ashwin and Nadim and Sundar, and they left the left arm uh, wrist spinner, Kuldi Yadav, out of their party, do you think Cool Deep would have been had you know had more of a, a effect? You know, generally speaking, struggle with wrist spinners a bit more, and certainly left arm wrist spinners because you don't actually get to face many of them. Yeah, I think it was a mistake from India, and they don't they're not a, a team or a, a nation who like to take risks, especially early in a series. That would have been the uh, sort of un, unusual plan to play a wrist spinner, but. Absolutely. I think he would have been much harder to play. He'd get more little bit of purchase on the first day pitch as well as being a handful at the, the latter stages of the inning. So I think pitching in a young guy who's got no experience to, to play a very key role, left arm spin, with a lot of right-handers in the England batting order as well, uh, was a mistake and it was exposed because England sat on Ashwin. The compelling part of the day for me actually was that middle session when Root had just come to the crease before lunch and then Ashwin went through his repertoire of variations fascinating to watch how England tried to combat that they didn't take any risks they watched him carefully he went round the wicket he went over the wicket he went wide of the crease he tried all his different grips um, we'll have a little uh, listen to him because uh, we actually interviewed him uh, about a couple of years ago about all his variations and how he goes home at night after trying different things and records it all into a voice recorder and, and then kind of almost assesses the results he's like a, he's like a, a bowling scientist a spin bowling scientist so you know it's fascinating listening to, to how he explains what he does but Root and uh, Sibley not perturbed by those subtle variations a couple of plan misses a couple of slight miscues they didn't allow him to dominate they waited for the right ball Root didn't try sweeping until he was on to about 30 whereas in the Sri Lanka series against slightly lesser bowlers mm. he was looking to sweep early on he prayed in the end those fantastic array of different sweep shots but he waited until he was in and he understood the pitch and perhaps less experienced bowlers were up against him to to try that sort of scoring option and it was you know the way he managed the tempo of his innings was was exemplary also yeah and that, that's a really good point because it took him 110 balls to reach his half century and then his century came off 164 balls so the, the second 50 took 54 balls and after he reached his 100 as well there were you know more shots there was the the slog sweep for six off Ashwin that went over deep mid-wicket and as he played it he sort of went to move out of his crease and he fell over with with cramp and Virat Kohli came along and sort of manipulated his leg and actually showed some some good sportsmanship I spoke to uh, Root afterwards actually and I asked him what sort of physical condition he felt in after you know an, another day of, of batting yeah I'll be ready for more tomorrow I was a little bit of cramp which was um, a bit frustrating very kind of her to help me out and uh, good sportsmanship from him as, as you'd expect from, um, from him but um, yeah it was it was just a I felt like quite a long day, and I'm going to have to fuel well tonight, get some some fluids and food on board, and, and sleep well. Can you compare the degree of difficulty between batting in the Sri Lanka series, where you've scored lots of runs, and batting out there today? How would you compare the two? 
Uh, different challenges. I think in Sri Lanka there was obviously a little bit more lateral movement, more spin, side spin, whereas here it was more you know, trying to trying to counter the bounce uh, initially against the spinners, and and obviously challenging uh, reverse the reverse swing from the seamers. So uh, um, it, it was very different, uh, and it's always difficult to try and put two two against each other. What about the surface? I mean, does, does it feel like a sort of 400, 450, 500 sort of pitch? I mean, is it, is it good enough to go on and make a huge score? Um, I think we've got to look to try and get as many as we can, you know, six, 700 if we can. Really try and make the most of the first innings, make it while well, it's good. And, and those footholds are starting to, to wear quite quickly. So if we can bat into the whole of tomorrow and maybe into day three, then things could speed up quite quickly for us and you never know what can happen from that point onwards. But ultimately, we've got to try and back up today. Um, it's been a really impressive start to things, but we've got to make it count now. And, and that's going to be the challenge for this team. We've said we need to make the first innings runs. We've said we need to bat long periods of time in these conditions. Can we go and do it? And uh, that's that's all the focus will be going into tomorrow. And, and what about Dom Sibley? Uh, finally, from me, uh, disappointing for him right at the end there. But is, is that what you're looking for from Dom Sibley at the other end? Yeah, I, I thought that was a fantastic innings today. Um, you know, to come out of Sri Lanka with maybe a few question marks in his own mind about his game against spin, and you know, for him to go and put a performance early on in this series like that together against a high quality attack, uh, dealing with reverse swing. Um, as well uh, was was really impressive and he, he should uh, he should take a lot of heart and confidence from that into the rest of the series but it was you know i, I really did feel for him he deserved 100 tonight um, or tomorrow morning but uh, that that's that's what happens when you play against good players they they can take wickets late on in the day and um, you know, the challenge will be to try and better that partnership that we we got together and try and better that tomorrow well, there was a clear message there from Joe Root, wasn't it? We want six, 700. India, of course, scored 700 in the, in the last Chennai Test match against England. So perhaps those, you know, memories are, are lingering. But I mean, it's a, it's a valid point, isn't it? Get as many as you possibly can back into the third day if necessary. And you know, that feeling of batting a team out of the game and hope that the pitch then by then, by the you know, third day into the fourth day, because in, India presumably would still be batting on the, on the fourth day if England did go you know, really long and, and deep into the match. You, know, you hope the pitch is offering you a lot more than it offered India on the first day. You know, really good toss uh, to win. But of course, it's all very well winning the toss. You need to make the most of it. And England so far have done, but you know, they have they have to build on that and Root was absolutely adamant about that we have to build on what we've done so far today otherwise there's the possibility of frittering away a really good position in the game amazing performance by Root actually uh, you know to to achieve that on your 100th test match I mean there must have been so much going through his mind lots of interviews before the test match about the fact that it's his 100th and uh, you know the, the captain of the first test in India, the first time he's captained in India. Uh, so you know a massive uh, emphasis on his performance and how well he would do. And Ricky Ponting always used to say actually that it was really important to make a hundred in the first innings of a test series. He always tried to do that himself. The, the added pressure of it being Root's hundredth test and, and dealing with that. And it's funny actually, it, it, seeing him get a hundred in his 100th test was 
it throws me back to my childhood, actually. The f- my first memory of cricket, watching cricket on telly, was 1968. And my hero, actually, was Colin Cowdery uh, of Kent in England. And he made 100 on his 100th test appearance at Edgbaston against the Australians. And I watched it when I was about nine years old. And that's what got me into cricket, was the way he played, uh, the... The spirit of the game, uh, the, the lovely sort of camaraderie when he got to his hundred and the way he raised his bat. I used to practice raising my bat, uh, thinking one day I might be able to do the same. Sadly, never managed it. <laughs> but, but, but uh, it, it, you know, it's funny. Uh, it, it was a throwback to sort of 50 years ago, really, when I first got interested in the game. A man scoring 100 on his 100th test appearance and, and Ruta now has now done it as well. The only thing is, in that list of players who've achieved it, Ponting scored two hundreds in his hundredth Test match, so there's something for Joe Root to emulate if he needs to bat second. Well, in a way, he'll be hoping he doesn't get the opportunity that England rack up such a huge score that they only bat once in the game, and that that's what they'll be hoping. Although, if they were in a position to force the enforce the follow-on, generally teams don't do that anymore, do they? But anyway, let, let's not get let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We know what India are capable of in their home conditions and you look at England's attack as well and you know they they clearly are going to need a bit of help from this surface now that you know make the most of it wear the pitch out you know hope you hope by the time you get to bowl that there is enough there for you Bumrah today a couple of wickets uh, fit again getting rid of uh, Dan Lawrence and Dom Sibley right at the end of the day's play what about Rory Burns his shot in a way it sort of gets lost in the day. I mean, he actually played really well. He looked so calm, got his way to 33, and then 10 15 minutes before lunch played the reverse sweep. Now, we, we had Joss Butler in the virtual cricket club saying, you know, he was asked, you know, we asked him about the reverse sweep, didn't we, and the, the degree of risk in playing that shot. And he said, well, look, it's, it's a shot that I, I practiced, it's a shot that I play well, and I get out playing a forward defensive shot. I'm not going to leave the forward defensive shot out of my game. So Rory Burns, reverse sweep, 15 minutes before lunch on a flat pitch, England looking calm. Discuss. Well, it's, it's probably not his best shot. It's not one that comes naturally to him. Obviously, he practices it. Obviously, he'd thought about it. I think in a way, you know, it always looks terrible when you get out like that. I, I think maybe a little bit of praise here to the bowler because Ashwin tried all his variations uh, as he does and it, he he got that wicket just after a spell where he went round the wicket to Burns as he normally does to left-handers and Burns was, was handling that well and leaving the ball and, and riding the, the occasional bit of drift in. Then Ashwin went over the wicket and the, the, the beautiful art about that dismissal was it was just a subtle change in the position of the seam and also slightly slower. So Burns, thinking it was a sort of conventional off-break, which would be spinning away from him, going for the, the reverse sweep, sort of with the spin, if you like, but it was actually the ball that went straight on with a slightly different grip, and it was a bit slower, so therefore the length was fractionally shorter than Burns thought, and it just bounced up and, and brushed him onto the glove rather than making contact with the bat. So, you know, it's the art of Ashwin there, in a way, that engineered that wicket. And let's just hear a little bit of him talking about how he practices those variations. I have a couple of wrist-loading positions uh, at the last. I try and load it at 180 sometimes. 
try and load it at 90 sometimes and try and see how much of drift difference I can make at the crease. And it does make a lot of difference because uh, if I load in a certain way, I deliver from a different point in the crease. And if I load in another way, I come close to the, to the stumps and even the amount of or the margin of drift varies with respect to how I load the ball. So uh, those are the subtleties I, I bank on. I mean, these are these are like, it might seem like subtleties, but these are huge changes because uh, not many people will be able to load it in different, load uh, their wrist in different fashions uh, when they're going through a spell. It is probably uh, most of the spinners just load their uh, load their wrist in one position all their life. So uh, when you talk about load, you mean sort of this position here yeah. where you're braced yeah. and I, I'm the braced. ball is close to you. Yeah, your probably head. probably the position where I'm rocking back and then moving forward. Uh, and sometimes I even play around with the rock backs. Sometimes I, I go through quicker in the crease to try and create some sort of a mirage to the batsman. Sometimes I, I load and slow my action down at the crease depending on what I want to do in that particular spell. It is it is very interesting what I've been able to manage uh, over the last year or so. I've done a whole lot of crazy things, to be very honest. Uh, I don't think I ever imagined that I'd be able to do so much. Uh, and that is exactly why I use a voice recorder to try and uh, uh, record things about what I'm doing and how much I can draw from those experiences going into the future. So you, you go home at night and... Not every day. But, uh, you, you, every other day or so, and you write or speak into a... A recorder about the things that have happened and and, ha and how does that help you? As I told you, for example, now the various wrist positions that I, uh, for example, when I bowl a carom ball, I try and use a couple of wrist positions as well, depending on what sort of a length I need to hit, uh, because because it's a lot on the finger, it takes a lot of load on the finger. Sometimes the length is not precise as I would like it to be. So if I load it in different positions, I get different trajectories on the carom ball. So. Uh, uh, I try and do it as a uh, as a laboratory practice, and it, sometimes I execute it immediately in the match and try and record it, saying this is what I did, and this was the result, and this is what can, this what can happen if I did it in this fashion. So what else can I do? How else can I change my wrist position to get it into different positions? So these are the sort of uh, things I do with a voice recorder, and sometimes I do it with loading. Sometimes the craziest thing I realized about bowling spin is how much of a difference your run up can make. Uh, at uh, how much of a, if you can increase your speed of your run up by 5% what is the result on the other side if you can reduce it by 5% what is the result on the other side so these are some crazy things I've realized over these uh, years that I've been a spinner for and I'm, I would say I've been very lucky to actually have a strong understanding brain of all these things so that's Ravi Ashwin who accounted for Rory Burns today one for 68 from 24 overs you back him to have a, a much bigger impact as the series goes on and indeed uh, deeper into games as well although you know he's a decent enough first innings bowler as well Dan Lawrence pushed up to number three did England have much choice in doing that once uh, Zach Crawley was out of course Johnny Best was number three in Sri Lanka um, he's gone home and will be back for the third and fourth test matches uh, Lawrence pinned LBW fifth ball playing across his front pad. I mean, it doesn't look a good shot. I mean, Lawrence does play that way, you know, playing across the front pad, strong onside player, uh, a wicket for Bumrah, Lawrence out for Nort at number three. Yeah, I think there's two things to say about that. One is that the brilliance of Bumrah, and we can explore that in a second. The main culprit, really, for that wicket is COVID because... The reason why Johnny Bairstow went home after the Sri Lanka series was because of the unusual circumstances these players have been uh, enduring, having to spend lots of time in isolation away from home and so on. And it sounds as if Bairstow in the end almost requested a, a break. In normal circumstances, he would have been 
the number three. And Zach Crawley and Rory Burns, I suppose, would have been vying for that other opening spot. So it wouldn't have been an issue who was going to bat at number three. But because of Crawley's unusual injury and also Bairstow being at home, someone else was pitched in to bat at number three. It was never going to be an ideal uh, scenario for anybody, really. Root didn't want to go up to number three. Ollie Pope hasn't had any cricket. Dan Lawrence obviously was in the side in Sri Lanka. You could, you know, there was talk about Moen Ali going to number three or even Ben Stokes. I mean, all of those things would have been, a, it's a bit of a lottery, isn't it? So poor old Dan Lawrence, you know, drew the short straw in a way. And Bumrah, you know, just such a clever bowler, uh, not only getting that wicket, a full ball, uh, just trying to get the batsman across his stumps and pinning him LBW. But then that wicket at the end of the day as well, uh, the, the way he just bowled back of a length, back of a length with a slight lessening of his pace and then went for the full quicker one just in the 90th over. He's been out there for six hours. He's bowled nearly 19 overs and he produces that wicket-taking delivery right at the end there with a tired batsman, tired fielders, a tired bowler. But he's still got that, that champion ability to get that that key wicket, uh, it would have given the Indians a huge lift. And what what a shame for, for Sibley, because he really did deserve 100. I, lo- I love that d- a description of Lawrence's wicket. D- so don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Blame it on the COVID. Don't blame it on the boogie. So La- Lawrence out for not, yeah, a b- bumra, a couple of wickets, yeah, a flat pitch. And his first test wickets in India, in, it's, it's the first time he's played a test match in India. Uh, th- th- there's a sort of feeling that actually, how is he going to go in India? It's, it's always that question mark, isn't it, against uh, pace bowlers? How are they going to go in India? You know, seem not really seem a friendly conditions. They're, they're spin friendly uh, conditions, and feeling actually he, he might be fortunate not to have played in India before because it's, it's damn hard work bowling in India. It's actually you know better probably to bowl in England or Australia or or, or New Zealand or, or South Africa even. But anyway, he's in there now. He's, he's played his first Test match in India. It just seemed weird, doesn't it? His 18th Test match, and it's the first time he's he's played at home. Again, again, like Ashwin, you feel he's got a big part to play in the in the rest of the series. Or they, you know, who knows? They might rotate. You know, they've got a, a good battery of, of pace bowlers, and they can use them all in the in the four match series. So here we go. Then, Yoz, Joe Root talking about six seven hundred. To me, that feels a bit uh, optimistic. Of course, that's what you've got to aim for. You've got to, you know, if you can get six hundred. If I offered you four hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. would you take it? No, no, I wouldn't. I, I, I want more. You, you, I want definitely more. Of course you want more. Of course you want more. But I'm I'm offering you a guarantee. No, England have to capitalise from here. England have to capitalise. It's the first test of the series. They've done you know a massive amount of hard work, but it continues for another day. Obviously, it's going to be tough because Stokes is coming in, having not had any cricket for a little bit. Uh, Ollie Pope the same. So massive pressure on those two to perform. Butler is a reassurance uh, number seven though. So. I mean, England have to set their targets on 500 plus. And I think the way they played today and the fatigue that the Indian bowlers must feel now after that first day's play, both physically and mentally, actually, will have a, a, a you know, will, will have taken its toll. So England must capitalise on it. And so I'm, I'm saying 550, England. What are you saying? Right. 
Well, I, I think they'd love to get 550. I, personally, I think that's a bit of a stretch for them to get 550 because of those reasons you're talking about. Also, you talk about the, the, the mental and physical strain on the Indian bowlers. Also on Joe Root as well, who was struggling with, with cramp at the, the end of the day's play. He said he was fine in that interview he gave afterwards. He got to get some fluids in and come back on the second day. Uh, so, you know, look, again, probably a lot depends on him. He'll have his sights set, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll have his sights set on a, on a double hundred. I, I don't know. If you, you get 460 in the bank, then you're, you're right in the game. Of course you want more. 460, of course, does leave you vulnerable, doesn't it? It leaves you vulnerable to India scoring 550 and then big pressure in the, in the third inning. So, yeah, min, minimum 500. I think get, get 500 in the bank. It sounds quite greedy, doesn't it, after the the first de- innings of a, of a series in India. But that, that's where that's where I would be aiming at, I think, if you, if you could. Can we get to... 500. Anyway, it's, it set up the series brilliantly, actually. And, of course, England last time when they played in India in Nagpur, they they dominated the first test. They did get over 500, but they couldn't go on to win the game. It was drawn and they lost the series 4-0. So, although they've had a good day, um, bit by bit by bit is the, is the way to piece it together. Um, India will be back, I'm sure. What an appetite wetter for tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, to tune in at four o'clock in the morning and watch it on terrestrial TV. What a great opportunity to see England really try and pile on the pressure on India. It's lovely to see it back on terrestrial TV, on Channel 4, of course, which you can see the whole series on. And you can listen to Simon on the the BBC Social at the same time, if you want. So uh, there's uh, lovely alternatives for you there. We'll be doing a podcast of Second Day's Play as soon as it's finished. Thanks for listening today and hope to join you tomorrow. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.